Last time on the Fairy Cow, part one. One, 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 one. Long ago, Balor of the Evil Eye resided on Tory Island, where the Formorians dwelt. Balor's druids prophesied that he would be slain by none other than his own unborn grandson. So Balor had hired Gobnu to create this fantastic, amazing tower on Tory Island to protect himself from death, but also to hide away his daughter, Ethnu. Balor decides that, well, whoever creates this tower cannot live. Gavnu, the carpenter, aware of Balor's nature, tells the smith Gavnin Go to only accept the gloss as payment, the cow which can fill 20 barrels. What a cow, man. You know for, they're called for... chuggers? Chuggers? Yeah, people who stop you on the street dressed in um, those things to like, do you know what Amnesty do it? Basic thing is that it's a beautiful fairy cow that can give abundant milk. Ooh, it's is that always, the idea? It, it'll always give the best. Now it's time for the fairy cow part two. Hello, and welcome to the Pishrogues podcast. Peddlers of Irish myth, folklore, and superstition. Ooh, boy. Let's jump in. Ready to dive into some folktale milk, Aaron? And now we go into the folk stories, man. I want to be up to my shoulders in milk. Long ago, there was no white cows in Ireland. One day, a farmer went out after his cattle, and he saw a white fairy cow in the field. He told his neighbour and they came to see her. The man was giving out milk to the country and he was getting very rich. Every year she had a white calf. One day he said he would kill her and she rose in the air in her calves, follow her and she was never again seen. Collector Thomas Riley, address Lacan, County Mayo. On the hill of Cache in the neighbourhood of this school, there is a green hollow called Lauach Naglasha. This is supposed to be the bed of an enchanted cow, which once grazed in this district. This cow always gave a great quantity of milk. But once she was milked into a sieve, as it was said that she would fill any vessel into which she was milked. As might be expected, the milk flowed out of the sieve and down the side of the hill, leaving green tracks still to be seen. When the woman stopped milking, the cow disappeared and was never seen in this locality again. Collector Margaret Benson, address Cross Sligo, informant James Benson. So Aaron, a little bit of differentiation between the fairy cow of the folk tales mm. and uh, the fairy tales of myth. It seems that uh, some of the remnants of the basic characteristics of the fairy cow are in these folklore stories. They as are. if they were told these myths when they were young, mm. but they're sort of transformed into maybe, you know, stories to reflect the they time. They have gone from myth to folk, so it's gone from these fantastical stories to kind of a bit more reality to these people. Reality is sprinkled with magic. Yes, because it's a fairy cow. Exactly. It's not just this normal cow, but this fairy cow, anytime you come to it, it'll always fill your vessel. 
I like to imagine it's still the same one. Milk. Uh, that's somehow just been around it's years. Been around, it's still yeah. roaming. Laz, I've actually heard that this cow is still on this country somewhere. That'd just no one is milking it currently. Imagine someone was. Some guys just sucking out of it. Yeah. Um, what Have you it? ever had milk straight from the teat? I've never, man, and I'm intrigued I by it. I think I've drank... They now sell on pasteurized milk, man, in um, Do they? shops. You but can I get lovely litre of milk. I, but I would like to milk it like myself. Straight. And Maybe like, warmish, even. It would be warm, wouldn't it? Uh, What's the stuff that settles on the top? The cream. The cream of the, uh, on the top? Yeah. Is it clostridium? No, that's Oh, that's, that's, that's just the from the mammy. That's, uh, colostrum is the... Um, the milk that's produced when the calf is born. The bee stings, the bee as, stings they, as the farmers yeah. like to call it. It's got all that good, good... Man, it. it's the exact same. All mammals are the same. That when they have the baby, the mother knows what the baby's lacking and it puts that into its milk. I think it's We were even phenomenal. talking this together about how important it is to pass the fluids uh, exactly you know, so it's some people need sections but yeah, yeah it's quite important that we talk about humans or cows or any mammal really that being squeezed th- coming out through the birth canal exposes you to certain fluids liquids bacteria microorganisms microbacteria all these things that in enhance your strength against these things i guess and you really ought to meet them. You, I've heard stories, man, of people getting C-sections and they'll just get the juices and smug cover it over anyway. Mm. So you're still exposing it. But uh, it is incredible how nourishing the mother's milk or this cow's milk can be. Um, and this is why this cow is so coveted. coveted. This fairy cow. And it's taken, it's wanted by so many people. Um, Exploited. And far more central to these folk tales, it's sort of you know we lose all those mythos characters, but we keep the fairy cow. The fairy and she cow, kind of becomes she's center. The center. Stage. She's front and center, and you know what? I like the fairy cow, man. She's she sounds like a darling. She does, and she sounds like <laughs> a powerful, powerful being. This is from informant Frank O'Hare of Drumavale in the parish of Drumgoon. Drumgoon, is that near? It's in. It's somewhere near me now. Uh, and even it says Listnagoon near Coothill. Um, the green was a plain along the river Annalee in the town of Listnagoon. This is, was where the glass gevlin grazed. Everyone in the district came to her to get milk. Each year she went away for a while and returned with a calf. I wonder where she went. I wonder, back to... What um, bull was lucky enough to impregnate her, man? Or was she like an immaculate conception type deal? She she's always a fairy had one cow calf, yeah. That she just will have one. It'll come every year. Hmm. Maybe there's a fairy bull. Ooh. Deep in the mountains somewhere. Mm. Under the sea. Uh, she used to complain to the people of what uh, she would do when a time of the small fields and the narrow ridges would come. Interesting. So I think is this this cow is complaining of the fact that, hey, I used to be able to pasteurize on these huge fields and now y'all are building walls and mm. y'all are by like claiming land What's as your own. What's the name own. of that thing that uh, is often brought up in like junior state history of the land? The type of farming. Where they kept, it was like sons would inherit... It kept getting split so much that the land, you know, instead of a father owning a nice sized portion of land, if he had three sons, he had to split it three ways then. So then the land kept getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Um, that was kind of, that was one minor flaw we had in Breton law, even though it was very fair to split it equal ways. It sort of led to, um, yeah. you know, a dilution of your, your wealth. But um, 
a woman came uh, one day who milked her into uh, the middle of the green. Uh, and the green ran with milk to the cow's knees. She ran away then and brought her calves along with her towards the sea. A blacksmith followed her as she was going into the sea. He struck her with a rod of enchantment and turned her into stone. Interesting. Why did he do that? Uh, there was, until recently, and perhaps still is, a flat flagstone on the green with the track of the cow's knees on it. Uh, and informer got this story from his grandmother, Mary McGarry of Drumlum, uh, in the parish of Drumgoon. So, so that's, that's the thing, lads. Get on to your grandparents and ask them if they have any stories of anything really about fairy cows. But it's interesting that the blacksmith was mentioned in this <laughs> story. Yeah, man. And um, he had the rod of enchantment. Isn't it so mad that the cow was done with it? He was very much like, I, like, y'all are fighting about things and I just can't, I just want to give my nourishing milk to you, but mm. it's causing conflict and you're con- you're having conflict all along with each other. I'm leaving. I do think it's, and we'll go into this as it goes on, that the fairy cow seems like a very early woke in a good way. Um, Environmental. Yeah, because it's weird that, Always, whenever anyone finds this animal that has abundant min- milk, mm. uh, the first thing they do is want to kind is of keep it for themselves. Exploit rather than, it. Yeah. It's like, how keep can it I, and use it for their self-gain. Let me fill several barrels with this milk instead of just milking it whenever yeah. needs be. This is another one here. So, there's a local story very remote from the present time of a fairy cow coming through Glengavlin Gap one evening. She did not proceed far from the gap when a farmer met her. He was driving home his cows... And the fairy cow went with them. The fairy cow was of a white colour. Here we go, man. This is interesting. He had five cows of his own and he tied three of them to one end of the byre and the other two with the fairy cow at the other end of the byre. He gave the fairy cow the same food as the other five cows and she partook of it. She had more milk than any of the cows. All went well for a month. And then one night after the farmer and his family returned to bed, they were aroused by a terrible noise in the farmyard. The gate of the farmyard, though locked, was opened. When the farmer went out, he looked around and he saw a fairy host with little lanterns driving the cow before them. He ran into the house with fright and bolted the door and did not venture out until after dawn. He went to the byre and saw that the fairy cow was gone and she never returned. No event in the afterlife of this farmer showed that the fairy cow ever brought him either good luck or bad luck. Things proceeded in much the same way as before the arrival of the fairy cow. Collector Susan Dolan, address Curraclay, County Cavan, informant James Lacey. That's quite ah. a harmless one. So this cow just sort of ended up going off with this farmer and he liked the cow and the cow was doing very well for him. But then the fairies were like, oh, we kind of want our he, cow back. <laughs> he didn't do anything bad against them. I like that he showed there that his fear of the fairies went to his benefit because I'm sure if he did something to try and get the cow back oh, or went after the fairies... He would have lost that. Turned into a baby bell or something. He would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have won anyway. The lanterns following the fairies, man. I'm loving seeing this so much in all the stories we do. I've mm. just been looking at more lately. They also seem to be followed by little yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah. It's very, um, very interesting. Aaron, I like uh, in this next story, while it's so different to the original, I like mm. that all the mentions, it's like Chinese whisper. It's like telephone. Telephone. Uh, it's. I hate saying that. I can't. The Chinese it, can't whisper, man. Uh, I think it's proven. It's like dogs can't look up. Uh, no, yeah, I'm editing that. Things. Don't worry. <laughs> are you editing it? I was just leaving it as like a ridiculous. Oh, that's fair. Oh, that's ideas good, good. that people have that thinker. What was I about to say? Oh yeah, what I find interesting, man, about this 
next story is that it once again ties in this idea of iron workers and this mm. cow sim- in very different way but it's still there yeah why these why do these two things exist together we'll find out uh, the gevlon according to local legend is supposed to have lived at olan albach which is situated off the headland of rin which is at present the property of dan or sullivan of screamog Dan or Sullivan of Scream I say he's gone if now. If you're alive and well, or if anyone of your B people are on this land, just write in and let us know. Uh, he had a boy working for him who used to go to a furon in Kil Kinlachan, Cahermore. Uh, Jesus, lads, I'm I'm jumping all these. Uh, you are, and you know you pronounce everything, <laughs> nailed everything. Uh, I've been studying uh, for water to temper the steel. So this furon is like a little pool. Or uh, like a maybe wee lake or a wee water spring or something. The... And the four Osquale gets cold, so you'd imagine that it's fresh spring water, mm. quite cold, it never really heats up like the sea would. Once he used the blood of rats for tempering mm. the razor for some man who found his first and second tempering faulty. So he was like, okay, I'm going to use a good job on rat blood. Yeah. Uh, this razor was fine, uh, finally so sharp that it shaved off the man's skin along with his beard. Insane uh, man. So he did he had the closest shave of his life. So you want a sharp knife, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the Smith's cow known as the Gloss Givlin uh, was also a, fa- a famous bean. Just one having the sharpest knife tempered with rat's blood is not enough for this man. He also owns the fairy yeah. cow. <laughs> I love how it, it does seem to be this thing that back then everyone just knew, oh yeah, the glass. You know yeah, what I mean? You yeah, can throw yeah. them into a story and it's yeah. like throwing in the Pied Piper or something. Yeah. Uh, she used to jump across school in the morning. And Skull. F- I don't know why I just said I'd say it don't in English. Uh, she used to s- jump across Skull in the morning and feed only certain fields on her way to Knockgura. On her way back in the evening, she would stop and fill a bucket for anybody who would want to milk her, jump back into Olon Olvak, and still have enough left for the Gavlon. Do you all remember uh, Eamon Ablock was one yeah. of these plains or these areas of delight Pleasure or these, yeah, these uh, afterlife areas? But they weren't afterlife. You could access them in real life, but they were these fantastical realms. So it makes sense that the fairy would exist in... Ilan uh, Elbuk, I think it's probably close to Eamon Elbuk. They're kind of the same place, fantastical yeah. area. One person, in order to find out exactly how long she would keep giving milk, started milking her into a bottomless bucket. When the gloss There's Gevlon, a hole in the bucket. Dear Liza, dear Liza. Dear Liza. <laughs> uh, when the gloss Gevlin looks back, expecting the milker to be finished, uh, she sees all her milk up to her hunkers. She takes flight. Do old people of Thursday say they saw fire on the aisle many you, nights? Is the hair Their explanation gone? for it is the Gevlin's ghost came back to work occasionally. There's a very uh, weird sentence to end on there, very disconnected from literally everything else. Is Dursey, uh in England? It's Thursday Island Irishman. It must Where's be Thursday. In County Cork, it might be some place. Thursday Island. Beautiful. Let's see where Thursday Island it is. It seems completely disconnected, as does the rat blood, but it's kind of a bit more connected. Thursday Island is off the coast of the Bear Peninsula, which is half Kerry, half Cork, but it's off the Cork segment of the Bear Peninsula. Ah. So, a uh, mild aside on tempering. Uh, weirdly, mm. when I looked this up, Aaron, uh, people in the modern day even question how does blood compare to water when used to quench a sword? Yeah. Apparently, it'll work. 
but uh, it's obviously Still, not they, as good. They, do, they have different properties depending on what you cool it with, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and I'm sure Japanese sword craftsmen, they did different things with their blades. They tempered them differently to make them so sharp, but I think they were more brittle, weren't they? Apparently, you're correct. They were saying that oil or water can be used and blood might be somewhere between oil and water. Oh, Maybe closer to a brine with salt Yeah, because I can imagine blood, like it congeals, where oil doesn't oil, doesn't really congeal and water evaporates rather than getting hard. Blood has some solid in it, you know. And you might have had the chat, maybe you haven't, with your friends. It's always been a bit of a discussion that there's a lot of confusion between the words tempering, uh, to temper, to harden. Uh, in 1889, William Chandler Roberts Austin wrote of this sort of confusion in his well, writings. Well, I'm very thankful William Chandler Roberts Austin was privileged enough to get all four names Said. That's pretty bizarre. Lucky him. How does he have so many names, man? William uh, Chandler Roberts Austin. So, uh, sort of, it's called metallurgy, the uh, the study and the craft of metal, I suppose, and mm. of tempering, if you want to get very uh, highfalutin with it. Uh, so there's it's the religion of metal. The religion of metal. That's the new podcast we're mm. starting up. A, it's an offshoot it's, of the, the Piss Shrugs podcast. It's about Irish heavy metal. Get ready, guys. <laughs> uh, well, we just go real quick with the people. I know this is a longer episode, but we might as well. Strength is resistance to permanent deformation and tearing. Uh, toughness is resistance to fracture, as measured by the Charpley test. That's very interesting. So know. strength is like how like overall strong it is to like dents and deformations. Toughness then would be more to like splits and cracks mm. happening in it. Hardness, a surface's resistance to scratching, abrasion, or indentation. Pretty self-explanatory. Uh, that's pretty cool. Hardness can still be shattered, you know, mm. yourselves, guys. Brittleness. Brittleness describes a material's tendency to break before mm. bending. There we that's go. That's cool. Uh, plasticity, the ability to mold, bend, or deform in a manner that does not spontaneously mm. return to its original shape. I love when a good definition I remember when they used to have close. those sharp, shatter-resistant swords in the back in the old days. I remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We used to whip them around in primary school. Um, <laughs> uh, elasticity, also called flexibility. This is the ability to deform, bend, uh, compress, or stretch and return to the original shape. Interesting. So like plasticity only goes backwards again. Mm. Impact resistance. This even has sounds pretty, you know, usually synonymous with high street toughness. Oh, I said high, high street. <laughs> uh, high strength toughness. It is the ability to resist shock loading with minimal deformation. And then wear resistance uh, is synonymous with hardening, uh, resistance to erosion, ablation, ablation, spalling or galling. Uh, spalling or galling? Spalling or galling, the title of our new book. <laughs> uh, a biography of our lives so far. Do you know what the word spalling is, man? I don't. Can you tell me? And then structural integrity, just before we go, is the last one. This is the ability to withstand a maximum rated uh, load while resisting fracture. There you go. So, spalling are flakes of a material that are broken off a larger solid body and can be produced by a variety of mechanisms. All right. That's Galling is a form of wear caused by adhesion between two sliding surfaces. Ah. There we go. In olden times, it is said a troop of fairies used to play about the border of Irish Lake. Each fairy had golden hair and was beautiful to see. As one tripped along through the meadows in her bright green dress, leading a milk-white hound and driving before her a white cow whose coat shone like silver. One day a cow strayed away from a fairy herd and was caught by an old farmer. He found her among his own cows and he liked her colour, which was new to him. In those early times, we were told that the colour of all Irish cows was a mixture of red and white, 
and there was not a black cow to be seen in all the land. From that day onward, the farmer grew richer and richer. The fairy cow's milk was such as had never been tasted before. The butter and cheese made from it were the best in the world. She gave the milk to all who asked for it, and as often in the day as one cared to ask. The milk made silly people clever and wicked people good. The calves of this wondrous cow were snow-white like herself, and were finer and sleeker than any other. But the old farmer was not very wise, nor was he grateful to the fairy cow that had brought him wealth. He took it into his head that she was growing old, and made up his mind to kill her for meat. Fairy beings never grow old. The day for the killing soon arrived, the butcher was there with his axe. The people had come up from the village to see the white cow die. They felt very sorry, for as she looked at them with sad and gentle eyes. But before the butcher could strike a blow, a silvery voice was heard on a hill slope by. Looking up, the people saw a little fairy prettily dressed in green. Arise and come home, she cried, and the white cow rose up in the air. Then all her calves rose too, from the fields where they were feeding, and the great fairy herd was soon out of sight among the clouds. It seems, however, that just one of the white calves was left behind. She had not heard the call, but when the farmer looked at her, she turned jet black before his eyes. This, they say, was the first black cow ever seen in Ireland. But it was not the last. Collector Annie Egan from Dunard Beg, County Roscommon, informant Michael Egan, same address. I love, love that, the idea, man, of an Ireland. Because of the comings and goings of these people from different parts, there was some Scandinavia, there was some coming from Spain, they were coming from so many different places. They were bringing different cows, different animals. Mm. Did you know that a short, uh, like a stout black cow, a bit shorter than the rest of them, but plump, stocky? It's called the Kerry Cow. Oh, mm. I, I think I might just have just like me Short and black. You should get one of those tattoos. Strong, man. a Kerry Cow. Maybe. Mm. Uh, what was it I about to say? Man, I love that. Uh, I like that. Uh, I even seen on a recent recording. I was looking at old archival stuff of the original Irish cows. They wouldn't mm. have, but they might have been shorter. You know, hardier, less milk. Yeah. But overall, you know, nice little divils. Yeah. Uh, really cool to imagine this black cow forming from. A white betrayal. cow Betrayal <laughs> Yeah Oh I didn't even think about that Yeah that all the, They're kind black. of Brothers and sisters really As in the black cows And the white and the cows white Have cows. just been born Of different circumstances They're one of the same man The yin and the yang It's always the way um, And yeah Poor man He will, He wasn't wise But he was kind at least um, Well he wasn't he kind oh, he, he, well, he wasn't wise That's the thing Why yeah. would you kill it Maybe he, he did just want it For the meat Maybe he thought man because this cow has supplied such bountiful milk, when I kill it, it'll just supply infinite meat. Do you want to go into the most bizarre of the fairy cow stories, man? Of course. Con and the Little Table, the Evil Stepmother, and the Eye. I have no idea. What to expect from this story? <laughs> <laughs> Long ago there lived a queen who was a cruel stepmother and very hard on her little stepson, Khan. This sounds like it was written by Khan. Poor Khan. <laughs> stepson, interesting. Uh, she sent him out every morning to mind the cattle in the fields and only gave him one slice of bread for the whole day and no supper at all at night. Poor Khan, one slice of bread, man, I'd be starving. Yeah. 
She hoped he would die. So that she, I know, wow. So that her daughters would get all the property of the king, their father. Every day, Khan would come home. He looked as if he had eaten 12 slices of bread instead of one. Good man, Khan! One would come home. I bet he had a big smarmy smile on him. Yeah, <laughs> how fat I am, <laughs> One day, the, uh, the queen sent her eldest daughter with Khan to see where he was getting his dinner. Now, this girl had five eyes. Mmm, Balor only had two, man. <laughs> two like everybody else. Uh, two in her forehead and one a piercer in the back of her head. Oh, two like everybody else. Two in her forehead. Mm. Ah, right, and mm. one as a piercer. Four on front. In the man. back of her head. One at the back. Khan played a sweet tune on his whistle and lulled the little girl to sleep. All the eyes shut except the one in the back of the girl's head. Which never mm. went to sleep. Oh. A very handy little tool to have. Yeah, very scary. Man. Uh, yeah, I'd hate that in my dreams to always have a little display of what's going on just above me. Yeah, yeah, I wonder yeah. does your mind like decide not to pay attention to it, but yeah. it's always existing. A little, it's yeah. like a radar on your car. <laughs> and go beep beep beep. Yeah, if something bad would like happen. It. All the I- oh yeah, we read that, uh, but he did not know this. When his music was finished and the young princess, to all appearances, was asleep, a cow came out of the neighboring leash or fairy wrath and came up to Khan. Khan took off one of her horns and said, Little table rise, little table appear. And immediately, out of the horn came a crowd of little fairies who uh, laid a nice cloth and dishes, complete, and a very nice dinner indeed. Then they went back into the horn. When he had finished, he took up the cow's horn and said, Little table away! And then everything disappeared into the horn which Khan replaced on the cow's head. Khan is uh, in with the fairies, clearly, and I think the fairies see in Khan that he's just a nice dude. I think the fairies are awful good to people who are like had mean pure... people around them too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, where they notice, like, why are they being so mean to Khan? Khan's pure of heart. Let's just feed the little It's like the life. fairly odd parents, man. Yeah, yeah. When he get, when was it, when the kid gets more popular at points, I remember his fairy odd, his very Drift good parents. Away from yeah, because he has too much lesson. fun already. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that would drive you to never meet, make friends. <laughs> mm. uh, the spine stepsister woke up after a while, but the fifth eye was awake all the time and saw everything. Uh, I bet it whispered to her or something. Mm. In the evening, the princess told her all she had seen. Uh, the queen was very angry and said that she would kill the fairy cow. Oh, this queen is a horrible human. Yeah, it's absolutely doing nothing to it. Well, I suppose mm. feeding the poor boy. Feeding the boy that she wanted dead. Jesus. The, the cow told Khan what was going to happen. And that's uh, when she was killed. He was to make a belt out of part of her skin and then go and seek his fortune. That's so nice of the cow. It's like, calm, my time's nearly up, but use my skin to. Yeah, it's like, calm, I enjoyed feeding you and the fairies enjoyed feeding you, so I want to carry on with you, so take a piece of me. Please do. Khan went away on his journey without bidding farewell to his stepmother with dead right. Yeah. Now this belt he had made had a peculiar power. Mm. He'd only to say, Titan. Titan belt and it would choke the enemy. Wow. Incredible. And this next sentence may be my favorite sentence from this entire podcast. He conquered several giants with two and three heads each who had eaten everything up to that time. Oh! I love this idea of Khan walking around with this belt and he's like, not Indiana Jones, but he whips it on them and just says, Titan. Titan belt and you know just obviously the word Titan as well it's like Titan as in T-I-T-A-N and he's murdering mm. these 
giants with his belt, like the Titan belt. God, yeah, Titan. Oh, you're right. That's a cool double. I'd love to see <laughs> that, man. What was it? Khan has the way of words, it seems. So he's able to say a lot of stuff and it just happened. Yeah, yeah. Khan became king himself Good and man, lived Khan. and ruled happily. Good man. After. Good. Good. Khan, I think we can all learn a lot from Khan. Collector there was Mary McLoon from Lettermore County, Donegal, informant John McLoon. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, incredible stories. I really do enjoy the girth of fairy cow stories, man. How the fairy mm. cow has been adopted into all these different types of stories. My mm there sounded very cow-esque by accident. Mm. <laughs> Once upon a time, a poor man was travelling along a road. The day was very hot and the poor old man was very thirsty. He went into a rich man's house and asked for a drink, but the woman of the house refused to give him anything. He then went into a little bohan beside the road and asked for a drink again. The poor woman told him that she had only one cup of milk in the house, but she gave it to the poor man. The old man thanked her and went off. That evening the poor woman noticed a strange cow in her yard, and after a time she went out and milked her and got a full bucket of milk from her. The cow then disappeared, but she was back again the next morning and gave another bucket of milk, and again disappeared. No this continued for some time, and then the woman noticed that the cow seemed to have as much milk after milking her as she had at first. Then she got a second bucket and filled that also. Then she got a tub and filled it up. Then she filled the <laughs> barrel, and at last every vessel in the house was filled. This continued for some time at length, the woman became very rich. People came from far and near to see the wonderful cow and to praise her. At last, the woman became very proud and boasted of her wonderful cow. A neighbouring woman became jealous and made a bet with the owner of the cow that she would not fill a certain vessel which she had. The woman boasted that she would fill any vessel, so her jealous neighbour got a sieve or a strainer. The woman began to milk her cow into the sieve and continued to do so for a day and a night, and yet she could not fill it. Then, instead of milk, the cow began to give blood, and the evening of the second day, she fell back dead. The old woman's look then left her, and after a time, she was as poor as she was at first. This was a story from Balianua Gaul Chulcoida, which is a Newtown County, Tipperary. I uh, like that story an awful lot, and I will give my opinion on it, Luke, after you read this final story. <gasps> Near this rock is a well called Tuberbofunia, which means the well of the fairy cow. This cow came to give milk to the people of the place. But one day, a selfish woman came and milked the cow into a sieve. When the cow saw all her milk spilt, she left three moans and went away. she was never heard of after. Collector, John Joe Fleming. Address, Ardsala, County Waterford. Informant, Thomas Fleming. So, I think in pretty much every one of the fairy cows, when almost every one of them, except for some of the kind farmer ones, we see greed and hubris 
be the end of the cow and the end of the humans' success, I humans guess. Humans see this thing that gives seemingly abundantly, mm. but it's abundant only when you're, you know... Deserving abund- of it, it yeah. seems, and it's deciding when you're deserving. It's a good parable, man. You, you can have things is. in abundance if you're... Respectful. Uh, and very, you know, yeah, you don't take the take uh, the milk. And I wouldn't have tied it into the environmentalism until Luke said it, but it's the way we are with literally everything in life that... Yes, we may want corn or we may want grass, but that doesn't mean we grow nothing but corn and grass. Mm. We may want milk, but that doesn't mean we milk everything dry. Yeah, exactly. We, Just because like, we, you're, we're always like that. Over like mm. people seem to make do with these little cows that give no milk, and now we're squeezing, you know, half like uh, what are they called? Uh, oh. Frisians, yeah. Now we're squeezing Frisians who have the highest milk yields, and it's not enough. We need squeezing to... Frisians. I hear are taking on the Mary Wallopers. <laughs> the <Cork>. squeezing Frisians. <laughs> that's our that's our cover band of Mary Wallopers songs, man. <laughs> so I think it's very true to show that all every single time the humans get greedy, or some spiteful human gets into the mix and says, "Well, I bet you I can be the end of you." They do. And get I get this think, cow, man, this poor cow, to squeeze all its water or its milk into a sieve. Do you know why I think the Glass Gevelin is such a good story that we've covered, and they call it the Green Cow? Do you mm. know who I think the Green Cow is? Ireland. Ireland. I think Ireland, the land, abundantly gives. It. It. it it's a very mm. we. You know, we call it a craggy old rock and rain and stuff. It's a very easy temperate place for people to live off. Uh, we, even back in the day. No. There's a lot of us here. Mm. And uh, we have s- sucked of its teat uh, and it's nourished us. Uh, but we need to give back to Yeah, we got we got to st- you know, we got to we got to respect it. it. Yeah. Like uh, that just brings to mind the burning of the Clarny National Park just these certain things that are happening on our own island where sometimes you feel kind of far removed where you're like, "Oh, they're destroying the rainforest. The football every second is gone." And you kind of you push mm. it away to other countries and bigger things, but it's happening on our poor old beautiful Mm. Ireland and we need to everyone needs to act on I it, went I on guess. a forest walk recently Aaron and I know it's um, it's a curmudgeonary of me to say I won't say what park it was but I couldn't just help feeling when I was on the forest walk as lovely as it looked mm. I was like this isn't nature as in it was all it's the not same our forest tree though, was it? Yeah. and I know they're eventually going to get cut down like as yeah. in some, like what are you can pretend that oh we've left this part of land for nature and for your benefit but, but it's, it's not, not. If, you be, if you go off the beaten trail which we did you see the logging and you see these and that's yeah. fine we do need paper and wood but it just it don't pretend that it's you're no. still milking the cow and <laughs> when these forests are all knocked down i hope that they replace them with more of the natural species i saw deciduous trees cut down to make way for these other that's trees that's the so most upsetting. tragic thing and like it's got such a domino effect where all these birds that have habitats all these critters insects all these things that live in the ecosystem of Irish native plants, mm. they're all gone. That doesn't exist. I like it's what I've heard tell, man. You see these big, huge evergreen forests that have been planted just to fell for wood, mm. and in these trees or in these woods, it's just silent. There's yeah. no animals, there's no biodiversity, there's no bugs, there's not much anything happening in them. Mm. And then we were on this island out in Longford. I just remember seeing a ridge that had maybe a few hundred native trees and man at seven o'clock in the evening it sounded like listening to the jungle you could hear every type of animal screaming and roaring and everything it's gorgeous and then you have these 
planted forests for wood and there's nothing. There's barely a Twitter out Take of Take a it. look at them the next time you're at them and not to spoil these walks for you, but look mm. at how perfectly they're planted. They're mm. in line. Look at how... And it's, yes, it makes everything easier, but look how they're clones of each other. It's there's not, not nature. There's not one... Dif- you, know, you, you know, you won't see one different tree. You can look yeah. down the paths of these trees and it looks like a kaleidoscope of the same It's not thing. natural. But um, It's a pity. It's a shame. It's just... The piece of advice we'd leave is have your cow take good care of it but don't milk it to excess no there's no need for it there's plenty for everyone you just have to be mindful exactly don't cry over spilled milk but try not to spill the lot There we have it, folks. The Gloss Gavelin, Gloss, Gloss Gavelin, the fairy cow. We we milked it to abundance, I think, this time in a good way now. We certainly did. And you know what? The cow still looks like I could milk her more, but I think <laughs> we're happy her. enough to leave her here. And I think she's happy enough to walk away for a while, too. An abundance of content for you to chow down to on. To chow down on. I hope you enjoyed it. We had the mixture of the mythology and the folklore. We get to see both hands here at play. It was very nice and have that true line of the mm. cow in the middle of it. Mm. Uh, and we know, like, just like the potato is such a common thing with Irish, Ireland is known for delicious butter, milk, cream, cheese. Mm. We have... Our dairy is phenomenal in this country. And we're going to fight our probable intolerance to it at all costs. I have an intolerance, and you know what? It's getting more tolerant. You know what my <laughs> dad said? I told him we were doing this episode, and he said, Aaron... There was an old farmer in town, and he sold the cow to a man. He said, this is an honest cow. Sold the cow to the farmer, and the farmer noticed the cow wasn't getting given any milk at all. And he said, well, I told you it was honest. If it had it, to give it to you. <laughs> That's a good way to end it. Um, goodbye, goodbye. guys. Um, check out the Instagram if you'd like we always post pictures I have a few pictures of lovely cows up at the mm. moment we have some peaceful scenes that we find around this beautiful country of just Ireland being Ireland that it's pure and natural which I've I think called is it beautiful nature nurture oh it's gorgeous so it's if you need so a little respite mm. go on find it get it Bye. Music by Gareth Quinn Redmond. Illustration by Ashling Larkin Design. I remember one time we were going down to the river to skim some stones and just generally hang out and we had to cross a farmer's field few fields on the way and there's electric fences in these fields because there was bulls and calves and cows and all sorts in these fields so I was going to roll under this electric fence but it turns out that this crafty farmer had a wire sticking out from the ground that I rolled right over me thinking I had avoided getting caught by this electric fence got the jolt of my life while rolling under it I was truly, truly terrified. I hate electric fences.